What's important to you? What's important to me? Making sure my family is well taken care of, my home secure, and not overpaying for necessities like home insurance and car insurance. My South Carolina Farm Bureau agent, Grant Williams, not only ensured I had the correct coverage, but he combed through my policy and removed anything I didn't need, which turned into savings for me. He's professional, very knowledgeable, and a pleasure to work with. Grant not only took care of my home and car insurance needs, but more importantly, educated me about life insurance and set me up with a policy that's affordable and earns cash value, which allows me to use the money from the policy while I'm still alive. Most people put life insurance off until it's too late or too expensive. And Grant helped me make the adult decision. Call him today at 803-995-8484. If my dad can't save you money on your car insurance, he doesn't even want your business. And welcome back to the Relationship Status Podcast. The, the Relationship Status Podcast. Sound like you're chanting a, a chair. <laughs> to the Relationship um, Status. <laughs> I'm your boy Yusuf in the building. And remember, you can catch on all podcast platforms. If you want to join the conversation, hit us up, R-E-L-S-T-A-T podcast at gmail.com. Or hit us up on the hotline, 843 Three seven. Remember when you check us out on the platforms, like, follow, five star rate, review, and share. Make sure to share, share, share your social on your social media and tag us at R E L S T A T podcast on all social media platforms. And if you do not do so, you are a hater. All right. It's a new week, and I'm here with my man CL Butler and Neat Crew. How you guys doing today, Neat? Yeah. Same. Good. We, we are hate free. We are hate free. We're hate free. I didn't, I didn't know about. we were going to name call people. Today. Yes, I mean, if they we have enough people hate doing it, so there are some people out there who are okay. hate free. Sometimes yeah. you sometimes you have to point them out. You do. Point them, them out. I'm aware. I'm aware of some things that's going on in the internet. What's going on in the internet, son? They looking. They're not liking or subscribing, no, but, but they, they looking. They looking. The views is there. They're there. The comments are there. Yeah. Are they listening? They doing something. They doing, they're, they're aware. So you should like if you're gonna be looking. If you're gonna be looking, you gotta like it. Okay. At least. All right. At least. How's your week, Nate? It was good. It was good. It was good. Mm. Same so, old, same old. So descriptive. Yeah, yeah she got it. It was good. It's you good. say it every week. Say what? It's good. No, he actually great. actually says it's, it's great. great. I said it's great. It's great. Oh, I'm sorry. It was great. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> My apologies. It was great. Okay. Okay. All right. See, how about you? I am awesome, man. I am. You're awesome. No, he didn't. Splendid. <laughs> spectacular. <laughs> Yes, well, I'm everything, uh, and I too am awesome, my good brother. That's good, man. That's good. Yeah. So, and Nika's just good, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on over here. Yeah, she's just good. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I just, you know, Nika needs some backup. I think. Yeah. What you think, mm-hmm. see? Uh, she does. You think she needs some backup? You got any well, backup today? Well, we happen to have some backup for Nika today. It's usually a two-on-one show. Is it back? Is it backup for Nika or is Nika the backup? Nika. Ooh, it's a good question. I'm asking. <laughs> I, I don't know who's in charge here. Who's on first? Let's go ahead. <laughs> who's on first? I don't know. All right, well, Let's go ahead and introduce our guest. We want to introduce to the show um, a friend of the show, mm-hmm. newly found friend of the show, okay. Miss Kitty Rose, a.k.a. Coach K. How you doing, Coach K? I'm doing good. How are you? Great. We're doing fine. Great. 
the people outside are cheering for. The yes, they are. The crowd goes wild. The car goes, we had to tell them to calm down because she wasn't in the house, but she's around the house. She's around the house. Okay. Yes. She's in the virtual house. <laughs> she's in the virtual house. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> How you doing, Miss Kitty? I am doing wonderful. Thank you for asking me. Thank you all for having me on. Thank hey. you. We are excited ourselves about having you here. Yeah, that energy, I feel it. Yeah, right. Yeah. She yeah. Done came with it already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes, Miss uh, Miss Kitty Rose, right? Yes. How yes. do we get to Kitty? Is Kitty short for something? No, no, Rose, or is that the? You know what's crazy? Kitty is a name that I took on because when I was growing up, everyone said I looked like a black cat. So they started calling oh. me. Oh. And, uh, Rose came from my grandfather. He said I was the only Rose in the cornfield. So okay. he used to okay. always say that I was a little different than everybody, everybody else. Took on, okay. Took on okay, so okay. you turned Kitty into Kitty. Yeah. It's a so positive Rose. I made some of it. I, I wasn't aware that's how you spell Kitty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kitty with a Y. Yeah, I, I just never. Hey, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> you can do it any way you want. Any way you want to. You know. Wow. Yeah. Well, so how did you? Um, you're a relationship specialist, and that specializes in uh, post breakup and divorce, yes. moving forward, and everything else. So how how did you come to that? How, what got you started there? Uh, well, when it comes to uh, relationships, I start there. Uh, I grew up around marriages and I wanted to see healthy relationships. And I was kind of tired of seeing the hookup culture and people not believing in love anymore. And then when it came to breakups and post-divorce and that whole process, people hurt greatly from breakups and divorce. And it's hard for people to heal most times. Most times people's healing is delayed because they're afraid. They don't know how it feels to be outside of pain. And so Mm -hmm. processing that is hard because it's almost like you're grieving a close person. And Mm -hmm. so that was hard for people to actually do. And because of the influences of society, it makes it actually kind of harder. People tend to detach and isolate themselves and numb themselves rather than heal. So I took it upon myself to actually show people how to heal in a healthier manner so that way they can experience love and not continue to attract their ego mates but attract the soul mates instead their ego mates okay ego mates. Oh, that's okay. a that's a great way of uh saying that i <laughs> i never thought about that ego I'm mates not, i haven't i haven't either but what if you don't wish any of your exes any good because i don't <laughs> where does that put you <laughs> if you don't if you don't wish any of your exes good then that means you have forgiven with empathy and love and then, well, or, or maybe I shouldn't say good, just not better than what you have. Better than what you have sounds yeah, terrible. How, how can you actually move on if that's the way you feel against people? Because then, in that sense, if that's the way you are with, say, your exes or whatever, then your perception is always going to be that way, even with people who try to come into your life. You're always going to feel that way when people move on. Mm-hmm. But that's a release. That's well, Coach, Coach Kitty Rose. I was just speaking for Neek. I wasn't speaking well, for myself. Yeah, nothing to do with me. I was asking for, for my friend. Under the, under the yeah, I, I'm just asking. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to what? See, when I'm trying to people don't want my help. They don't I'm trying you, to help. They don't, they don't want. They don't want you to be a coach. They don't want me to coach. They don't want help. you to coach. See, I didn't ask for your help. Okay, well, I would draw my last problem? statement. Maybe, maybe you know, Neek will find her healing. <laughs> today. 
Because we gotta keep it PG. Yeah. <laughs> you, took, you, you did do that outside of the screen, so yeah. I'm happy. I'm now, happy about that. Now, now, uh, Miss Kitty, see, you have more empathy for Neek. With me, you was about to tell me something. Oh no, I'll tell you both. Well, get Neek, because it's not me. Well, hold on now. You presented it as if it was you. I had no idea it was Neek. I'm a, I'm all, not me. I'm also an actor. What talking about. I'm an actor too. I'm working on my acting jobs. I'm 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 working on my face acting for so I can be on power. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I, I sold it. I'm ready. <laughs> I am ready. Neek. Yeah, Neek what? Get in here, Neek. No, I'm not helping you out here. Cause you just buzz. I, I'm sorry. Forgive me. <laughs> this is a safe space. Who said I wanted to talk about my breakup? Oh, okay. Coach K is hey, here we go. Here we Coach the K is gonna come out. Coach K, let's oh okay, yeah. We we can ask ladies her. first. Yeah, ladies first. Let's let's ask Coach K. Okay. okay. Um because we was wrong. Y'all so, were wrong. So go ahead, Coach <laughs> K. All right. So I recently ended a relationship because the guy was lying to me. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was my boundary cross. So I left. Mm-hmm. They feel like I didn't fight for the relationship and that it wasn't a real relationship because it was only three months long and I ended it. Okay. Mm. Okay. Mm. So I have a couple of questions to ask you because I have to assess the health of that relationship and I need to evaluate it. Mm-hmm. You said a three month long relationship. Mm-hmm. How long did you two date prior to that? Uh, I want to say about four months. Four months and in those four months you never detected that he lied no okay what was the lie about mm. um where he was where was he at um he was supposed to be at his sister's house but he was really home and then it started to be he was at his friend's house but he was telling me that he was home okay now i have a question what would make a man lie about something that simple I have no idea because that's the first time I've visually seen that he's lied to me. Okay. No disrespect, but how was you two's emotional relationship? Meaning, were you two at a connected comfort level or did you do certain things that would make that would kind of push him away? Because I wouldn't see why somebody would lie about their whereabouts mm-hmm. if they're at home and they can spend time with you. It sounds like there's something below the surface right there. And um- what- Respect, no disrespect to you. No, that it would be the same question that I have because when I did have to confront him eventually, because it's going to be on a show, um, I asked him, Why would you lie to me? Because, like, if you didn't want to be with me or hang with me, like, you could have just said that. Like, we are on that level of friendship because we were friends first. So, like, I wouldn't have been hurt if he was like, Hey, I don't really feel like this, or if I would like to spend time with this individual or family or whatever because he doesn't live here so for you to just out like start lying to me out of the blue like what happened because usually our communication is good he'll Mm -hmm. tell me like hey Nick, you're doing too much or we'll just have whatever conversation we need to have okay never like yeah go ahead okay i'm gonna stop you at when you said that you two started off as friends when you transition to an intimate relationship friendship dynamics go out the window there's Mm. no they no longer apply. Okay. This is an intimate relationship. Now this is a deeper connection, but if somebody is lying about their whereabouts, as far as trying to tell you that they're somewhere else, instead of where they presently are, chances are it's a multitude, it's a multitude of things. 
Either he doesn't want you in his presence at that moment and he was trying to protect your feelings rather than telling you that, or you disrupt his peace when you come around. It's only two ways that that will go. Only mm -hmm. two ways. Because most people will not lie about something so simple. And I'm not the kind of person that jumps straight to, oh, it's another person that they're trying to bring over because sometimes it's simply not. You may think your connection is somewhere, but he may not have that same perception of it. It may be completely different, especially as a simple lie like that. Yeah. That's why I wanted to know what was the relationship like? Did you two argue a lot? Did you two have a lot of disagreements? Did you share the same interests? Did you yeah. get along? Did you all like to do the same yeah. things? It was, it was nothing, no issues that I would like that he would come to me about. Like, I don't know. That's why it was kind of like, why are you lying? And I just removed myself from the situation. So Coach K, and I think that this is where mm -hmm. we kind of said something. That's why we had mm -hmm. to believe we had. We felt like she might have needed to communicate and talk, talk it out more than mm -hmm. where what she decided to just, like she said, remove herself. Mm -hmm. You know, like maybe talk it out and they, she might have gotten to the deeper meaning as to why rather okay. than moving herself from the relationship. That was our point of view was okay. so, and when we met fight for it. It was more of a, hey, you didn't see like you didn't carry it out or. And I agree that I agree with. Did you speak about your boundaries prior to you to even getting in a relationship? Yes. You had the conversation about lying? Yes. How did that conversation go? I exactly. Can't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> no, it happened. It happened. Like we both talked about our boundaries and our triggers and what we liked and what we didn't like. So a part of it was like, I don't like liars. There's no reason for you to come and tell me a lie. I'm an understanding person. Even if I don't, if I'm not gonna like it, if you feel like it's gonna hurt my feelings or whatever, tell me. I don't want to have to find out or somebody else come and tell me something that you should have told me yourself. Okay. And that was something we agreed upon. Okay. And did you tell him what the consequences were going to be if he lied? Yep. I was leaving. You had that conversation at the beginning. Yes. Mm. They okay. don't believe had that conversation. That's typically not a boundary that most couples actually discuss in the, in the beginning. Mm -hmm. That comes along the way once the lie presents itself. That's the reason why I keep asking if you had the conversation. Also, mm -hmm. your interpretation and his interpretation. So yours versus his. You have to be specific on those lies as well. Mm -hmm. Make sure that it is a specific because men need specifics. Don't give them no open areas. Be specific with everything. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like his lie was a sense to protect your emotion. And I feel like that right there could have been, and I'm all about boundaries. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it actually could have been a conversation that you could have had because it really sounds like he was trying to protect you. Did you find anything else after that? Like, was he doing anything? No, not that I, I haven't dug any either, but I have had a conversation with him of why he lied and he just keeps lying. I'm like, no, I wasn't lying. Well, it's your boundary. You know, it is your boundary and boundaries are for you, not for them. So that's your property line. And if you feel like that was a non-negotiable, then so be it. Just don't, if that was a non-negotiable, don't let them, don't let another relationship with him happen because no. that was your boundary. Okay. Well, I can't argue with that. All right, well. Uh, so, question is, I, were we wrong? No. Oh, no. see, there we go. Well, I'm good. Yeah. See. Oh yeah. wow. Well, so good. they were telling me to. I needed to talk to him and figure out, and I gave up too soon. No, it's okay because sometimes you. 
I, I want to say this and I want to make sure I put this disclaimer on there. Certain second chances are okay. Mm-hmm. Certain second chances are okay because you need to identify what was the reason why he lied mm-hmm. and communicate. And sometimes you have to turn off the interpretation and the judgment when you're listening because he may have just tried to protect you. That's what I'm feeling. I don't feel like it was anything shady. If he's going to lie about something like that, yeah. Communication and the conversation may, may would have been able to save it. But if for any reason you were unsettled, if it caused you any stress, any emotional turbulence, then yeah, you have to let it go. But I do feel like that deserved the conversation afterwards, at least just to listen and see why. See, well, I'm, I will come in unique. Mm-hmm. You told it to our new friend way better than you told it to your old friend. Because he was not explaining like that. I didn't ask the necessary questions. Y'all didn't ask questions. Y'all just accused me of just letting go. Uh, First of all, we didn't ask anything. You told us. You told, no, yeah. you suggested. I didn't I ask. Told, yeah, we, I told you, you told us. Oh, you told us. Okay. So, um... Are we done? Are we done? We're gonna close out, Nick. Yeah, yeah. We close out, Nick. We can get back to we'll close out, Nick. Yeah. You, you want to start? Go ahead and get on Yusuf. No, are you? <laughs> what are you talking about? You. We can talk about me. He loves coming after us. No, I mean I'm, I ain't in no relationship. So what did yeah. you after me for? See, you me? love coming after us. Okay. <laughs> I just want to help people. That's all I want. Yeah. We want to help you too. Okay. Okay. Yusuf, we can start with your first line of questioning <laughs> here. We yeah. Get some uh, conversation. Okay. So. uh uh Coach K, um, client contacts you. Um, what's the process that you take your client through starting out? Take your clients through starting out. Oh, you're in a consultation? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I ask a large amount of questions. I like to ask about childhood traumas. I like to, t- I like to talk about adolescence traumas, adult traumas, relational traumas. I like to connect the dots. I want to find out where you are on the scale of your happiness, what do you identify happiness as? Um, I ask about the top three impactful moments that happened in like the past five years so I can have an idea of where, where you are as far as like how much mental and emotional resilience you've, you've obtained from like certain experiences and just their goals and what they actually expect from me. Honestly, a real big thing that I like to be mindful of is to ask about certain traumas from childhood and like with parents. So I can see if it's projecting in like the relationships or friendships and things like that, social connections and all of that. Oh, interesting. That's good. That's, <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's a great place to start. Um, I haven't quite done the research, but I, mm-hmm. I think in my studies that um, most of it starts with childhood trauma mm-hmm. or a lot of it or what you kind of saw coming up. Okay. Um, so would you agree with that in most cases or is that just ask, a very ask small? Me, ask me that question one more time so I can make sure I'm processing that right. Uh, childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. Is childhood trauma a, lo- a large part of the adult relationship trauma? Yes. 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 Especially okay. if you have like abandonment issues, then it'll come out as fear of rejection. And then mm-hmm. that itself will start coming out you're displaying like agitation and irritabilities and clinginess and, you know, using sex as a means to validate yourselves. Ooh. Certain attachments, yeah, it, it projects itself every single time. So I'll say if a person has maybe a fear of abandonment, right? We'll just use that one. Okay. Uh, then they will become people pleasers. They'll overgive 
with themselves just to get that security that they need that they didn't get when they were younger. Mm-hmm. And so those insecure <laughs> always display themselves in relationships. Even certain people who compartmentalize their emotions, certain people who will give things or sell their morality just to keep somebody. Like people who don't agree with like threesomes and stuff like that, right? And then they'll engage in those just to keep somebody. Mm-hmm. So it always presents itself. It wow. always presents itself later on. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I'm about to say Dr. Rose. Yes, she almost deserves that. Yes, yes. Um, Let's back a little bit. <laughs> she's she's tickled by that. Very tickled. <laughs> you, you, you're talking my language now. See that? So I, I, how did you get to this point? Is this something that's always been with you in some sense? Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, and I say unfortunately because I got tired of always helping people. I got oh. tired. Uh, I was a nurse for a decade before even deciding to just go full head on with life coaching. Okay. With that, you gain a lot of compassion for people. You strengthen like listening. So you have a certain strength that you can take just from that field that you can apply to actually helping people on the more psychological standpoint. And then I've always had, you know, people come for relationship advice. And then over the years, I started like putting together exercises and stuff and all of that, studying people, doing shadow work, working on the great counselors and therapists. And I just took it all and made it a collective. Just oh, kind wow. of- so this has always been in you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I, I, I always hope for people to find their calling. Mm-hmm. And if you have a calling, you should try to go forward with it and mm-hmm. bless that's the world right. with it. That's right. Okay. That's right. So, you know, post breakup, divorce, pain and trauma healing, that's like your area. Um, why did you choose to specialize in that particular area? Just because a lot of people have a problem with actually doing so. And I'll say this, a lot of people run from reality. Okay. Reality is they're broken. They're in pain. They're hurting, but trying to decide or trying to think about who they may be on the other side of pain is hard for a lot of people. It's easier just to isolate yourself, just to numb yourself. And breakups, romantic relationship breakups are some of the most hurtful situations you can be in. And they can become dangerous because you can in, end up engaging in self-harm, self-destruction, self-sabotage. And a lot of people don't know how to navigate through that. You know, society puts up this beautiful picture that all you need to do is look in the mirror and say you love yourself. But they don't tell you the ugly side of healing, having to gain awareness of your flaws and your faults having to see what you accepted and what you allowed, having to look yourself in the mirror and say that I'm the reason why this didn't work. They don't talk about the awareness that you have to gain. They all don't. They also don't talk about the back end. It's like you're grieving somebody. Okay, so you're going to go through that anger and denial and the bargaining. What if I could have did this? You're going to go through that. But it's harder to actually get to acceptance. And no one wants to talk about that side. They always want to advertise, oh, go heal. But how? What is it that created the problems in a relationship? Dig deep and find out. Were you carrying on attachment wounds and emotional wounds from a previous relationship? Is that the reason why you're here now? So I wanted to show people how to navigate through that process in the healthiest manner without them considering harming themselves while doing so. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's a... Well, well, well Kitty, I'm a, I'm a bit of a controversial person myself. <laughs> 
don't know this, but until people tell me later. But I've watched I've watched a lot of videos and I've looked for this in your comments. Mm -hmm. Um you seem, and I don't want to put you on either side, mm -hmm. but I feel like you might be 51% with the men sometimes. Uh-huh. A little more. Mm -hmm. And you uh, no, you, you, no. Don't, you don't use the word accountability. 51.5. 51.5. Okay. You don't use accountability, just over usage. But you do preach about accountability. Mm -hmm. And I've only dated black women. Mm-hmm. You know, mm -hmm. like, yeah. like, like some me, I've dated black women. Okay. Um, <laughs> And some people, I won't say women or men, have a problem with accountability. Mm -hmm. Do women kind of come at you in a, and maybe question you a little harder because you are focused a lot on accountability and being responsible for yourself versus the men? Oh, yeah. I catch more hatred from women than men. I can see it. Yeah. Every time. I always do. But I always tell them that women like to make them out of situation. What? Not women. <laughs> Not no. See, no. But I will say that's what I did like about her is that she doesn't seem to have a side. She is directly in the middle. Like you did this, you did this. This is how y'all need to come together to resolve this situation. That's not the middle. It's called having facts. Yeah. <laughs> she's that realistic. She's that realistic. That's, the facts. That's, that's not the middle. That's the facts. Okay. <laughs> no, because women and I'm a woman, so I can say that because I once was in that place. It okay. was easier to just be a victim. It was easier to navigate in victimhood because everyone can pat you on your back and rub because we're emotional. We like that. We like for everyone to draw into us and give us sympathy. Mm -hmm. That's not healthy. That enables a woman. And so accountability is a thing that women tend to run from, which is why I catch so much hate on the internet. Okay. They accountability but because i am a woman i can highlight the areas that women should be concerned about i can highlight those areas that women should address i want women to be better for themselves but i want them to be better partners and because i work with couples a lot of times what i see is more of the problems are coming from the woman that princess syndrome and believing that everything about you is right and mm -hmm. that's not how it is women have a harder time honestly Women have a harder time, especially after relationships, healing than men do. Do they? Yeah. Women wow. have to, they have a harder time healing than men do. Why what do you why do you think that? Because I see it. Okay. okay. <laughs> she has the facts. That's that's right. Those facts are something else. <laughs> women do have from just based off of my, you know, assessment right. or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Women have a harder time healing because their trauma is more um, it's a larger amount of trauma. So a man can be in the same relationship as a woman, right? And they could both both cheat on each other, both lie to each other, everything else. A man is going to look at why it happened and so be it because men are linear, A and B. A woman starts looking at all of the collectives, all of the little pieces that go with it. Then they start worrying about the other woman and then they start worrying about family and then they start worrying about inputs from other people. And so it's harder because it becomes a party. Of, and I hate to use party, but that's how I can say it. A party of wounds from everybody that they feel like was included in a relationship, even though they were not. So mm -hmm. women have a harder time to heal. Men, they're stronger, okay? Men are more logical. So they look at the logical, they start thinking logically. Okay, logically, this is what happened. Women, emotionally, this is what I am going through. This is what happened. And men don't need that. 
They don't need that. So no, that's we don't the reason why. I, no, not at all. But Kitty, I have a question. So is that what women mean by don't make me look stupid? Because they are processing all these other people being involved in a relationship. Because I never like nobody even now, know you yeah, got cheated on. Like nobody knows. Exactly. Now, how many times do you hear a man say, "Don't make me look stupid"? Never. I've never, never. I heard a man say that in my life. Men are not worrying about everybody else. Okay, they don't care about everybody else. It's oh. me and you, not me, you, and your family and friends. Me and you. Most mm. men don't even certain situations that they go in a relationship. They don't even run into the homeboys. They go. Oh. And have a good time. Women, however, everyone's opinions matter and they don't know how to be quiet. So they'll either say, don't make me look stupid because they're thinking that you're making them look stupid to their friends, their family, your friends, your family. So yeah. That's I, I, all these years, I knew they were wrong, but I just <laughs> no, didn't know why. why. I just didn't know why. why. Yeah. But now you have, I have learned something. Because I was, I was like, who? Like, yeah, I look stupid to who? Nobody knows. This. Nobody knows. Like, <laughs> so what are you talking about? I think that's a part of like what you said on a previous show where you were saying how men aren't expected to jump into relationships or expected to get married. Whereas with women, we're taught to be a certain way to look good for to be a wife, to grow to be a wife. Oh. Do you remember? Because you're looking crazy. No, no I'm no, just, I'm just trying, trying to make process the connection. Oh, okay. make the connection. No. We're trying to make the connection. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to let you land this plane. Yeah. Thank you. Thank okay. you. So. When we're sitting here, we're preparing for that because women are, you need to do this to make sure that a man wants you. You need to do that. And we're taking all these opinions from everywhere, mm -hmm. from our fathers, from our uncles, from our friends, from our mothers, from everybody. So when we're thinking of everybody's opinion of us, that's what we're thinking of. Like, we don't want to be stupid in front of them and disappoint them. Whereas men, y'all are expected to, to bring whatever. Like, if y'all bring a girl home, okay, it's fine. If you don't, that's fine. Like nobody is judging y'all. Nobody is giving y'all expectation. Whereas we're kind of trying to live up to a non-existent expectation. Okay. Kitty, that was for you. That wasn't for me. Cause I'm <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. okay. Um, honestly, there are expectations with men. Mm-hmm. Men just don't worry about it. <laughs> it's certain yeah. expectations they're not even gonna try to live up to. Women, on the other hand, are more critical of themselves. They're, they're more judgmental of themselves. So the influences and experiences that they go through, they matter. Family, moms, dad, all of that stuff matters because it's coming from a place of sentiment. So mm -hmm. that's why it's more uh, close to home for women. But men are logical. Uh, they're analytical. They're problem solvers. And they are, they're direct. Like I said, they're A to B. And so certain voices just do not matter. And men would think logically, well, if you don't do this, why am I going to take the advice from you? But mm -hmm. women, however, well, their advice actually matters because maybe I need to be this person. Women like to mirror what it is that they've seen in their past. Men don't care about the mirror. Mm -hmm. I like that. Mm -hmm. Men don't care about the mirror. They don't care about the mirror. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so it's really not the man in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you have a uh, uh, an exercise. You call it the react versus respond exercise. Yes. Tell us some more about that. Oh, I love this one. Okay, uh, react versus respond. A risk. People ask me this all the time. Well, response is a reaction. A response is a more thought out reaction. Okay. So when you react, you're naturally reacting off of emotion. Okay, and it's typically coming from somewhere. But a respond when you're responding, you pay attention to all of the warning signs. Okay, how are you feeling right now? What's triggering you? 
Is your heart rate going up? Are you sweating? Are you having cloudy thoughts? What outcome would happen if you respond right now? If you react from anger, what outcome would it be? A response makes you look at full outcomes. Worst and worst scenario, best case scenario. Best outcome, worst outcome. So it's really just you breaking yourself down before you actually communicate with that person. It's a great conflict resolution exercise. So, is there a time limit on that? So is there a time you, limit? Yeah, so you wait like five minutes or... So that's when that's when the diffuse and remove comes from. Okay, so it's several parts when it comes to that. And I'm trying to break it down the easiest way that I can because it's kind of complex, okay? okay. So identify what your trigger is. Okay? Identify mm -hmm. what the trigger is. You have to go to a place to find your calm. You have to regulate your emotions before you give any type of response to anybody. So if it takes five minutes, if it takes 10 minutes, if it takes an hour, you have to do it. Tell your partner that I need to take some space right now and it's nothing towards you. I just want to make sure that I can talk to you on a calm level instead of here. Take the time to collect all of the information you can collect right now. What upset me? And inside of this anger, because I always say there is a primary emotion and then there are sub emotions. So if you are responding in anger, what are the emotions underneath that? What was it? Were you disappointed? Were you aggravated? Was it frustration? What was it? There's some type of emotion you need to address that's making you react in this anger. So before you actually do so, think about it. Because if you respond with anger right now, what's the outcome going to be? You're going to have somebody ignoring you. You're going to get into a fight. If that's not what you want, take some time to get your response together. So it's more of like a anger management mm -hmm. resolution type of exercise. Okay. It's a great exercise. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yes, wow. Yeah, hit up Coach K if you want to <laughs> yeah, definitely react versus respond. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. I definitely know some people in my past that need some react really? versus response. Do do tell. Uh I've talked about them enough. Okay. Don't. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. Don't. You always be setting you up and then he'll bring it. Don't do it. Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm just here to help. I'm a, I'm, I'm a facilitator. I'm giving the assist. Like, a I'm, helping hand. I'm, yeah, that's man. all I want to be. Just yeah. a servant. Until I go too far and then it's like, yeah, it's whoa, like whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. You sure you want to go there? Yeah, you, you sure, sure you want to go there? Yeah. yeah. Now, do, do most of your clients or people you interact with, is it more internet based or is it they're in person? I know with COVID, it causes some things, but even, maybe even before then? Yeah, it's more virtual. Uh, virtual. Okay. I have a lot of clients that's outside of Texas, and so it's okay. easier to do virtual. Um, but also with couples now, most of my couples have to be virtual so I can see how they are resolving conflict because I've seen the worst cases with couples in person, and it can get dangerous sometimes. So mm -hmm. I prefer to do virtual sessions now, just right. out of safety. Okay. So what worst what's been the worst couple oh, wow. that you've had to deal with? <laughs> Not naming what's the worst couple you've had to deal with? Worst situation, so to Scenarios. speak. Scenarios. I actually had a, a couple that was expecting a child. Uh, they had just got married. It was a verbally and emotionally abusive relationship. I'm going to say it like that. And he spit in her face when she oh, made a statement at him. And when he spit in her face, he walked out and of course she was crying, you know, she was hysterical and stuff. And when she went outside, you can hear a loud boom. And we didn't know exactly what, well, I didn't know exactly what it was until I went outside and he had slammed her against the truck. And so 
Wow. Yeah. So now I would much prefer to have it virtual because I ended up having to call the police and I don't like to do that to my clients. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. Protect Dr. Rose at all costs. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you had a saying. Oh, uh, one of one of the quotes I had pulled from you is, "Submission is not the is is uh, isn't the equivalent of slavery." Yes. Some women believe that it is. Oh gosh, the submission conversation is a conversation that makes people want to take off your head. Now it equates to slavery, and that's not what it is because women, especially with the feminist movement going on. Mm. <clears throat> Women tend to believe that everything should be equality, equality, equality. But no matter how much you fight for rights and stuff, and I'm a woman, so it's okay. You can fight for that equality, but still, there is still a hierarchy if you want to be married. If you want to be in a relationship that mm -hmm. leads to marriage, there is still a hierarchy whether you believe it or not. There's no way that you two can both be the man in a relationship. There's absolutely no way that you can be the protect the protector and a provider and a stabilizer in a relationship and he is as well you two if that's the case it's going to be like an anti-magnet you two are always going to be at odds it's going to fail submission is simply like i said it is yielding to the will will not being just whatever the man says but if he provides you wise leadership his interests his goals and whatnot just listen to him okay it's not a codependent relationship okay it's not meaning that you have to give up your rights. It's not meaning that. It's simply you allowing him to lead. And everyone submits naturally. Everyone tries to hold up this argument. And I always tell them the ways that they submit. The moment that you allow this man to take you out on the first day, guess what you did? You submitted to him. Mm -hmm. The moment that they asked you for your number, you could have said no. You didn't. You submitted to him. The moment that man said, get on the right side of the street, you didn't fight him. You submit it to him. It's natural. Just stop thinking of it as slavery and just allow him to lead. Mm -hmm. okay. Okay. Well, I kind of find this in uh, some people I talk to and just conversations we have because we do do a relationship podcast. Mm -hmm. Have you had a man come to you um, and ask you why women act like men aren't submissive also? Because we have yeah. to submit also all the time. All the time. We've had, we've had this argument a lot. Might uh, be slavery. Might <laughs> <laughs> be slavery. I, I don't know. It's bad over here. I always say this. Once a man puts down his pride and mm -hmm. becomes devoted to you and he becomes kind to you and he gives you that security and everything else that comes with just a wonderful man, he's not, he's automatically submitting to you. When you are nurturing his emotions and he falls in your lap, he's submitting to you. He has let his guards down and submitted to you. When you have taken care of your kids and your family and this man takes it upon himself to be a leader and go out here and provide for you, provide for you all physically and mentally, protect your emotional state and your physical state, he has submitted to you. One of the hardest things that men have to swallow is that they have to be protectors in marriages. That's what goes with marriage. Can you imagine? And of course, you men can imagine because you know I have there's two men in front of me. Mm -hmm. yeah. Man having to risk his life standing before a gun for his wife and his kids, and knowing that this may be his last day. That is his choice. So he has still submitted to his wife and children. Yeah. It <laughs> yes. Yeah. It just 
people focus too much on the word, not understand, understand that you're both doing it. Submission is not gender specific. Well, it's gender blind. Well, kid with a man. Well, first of all, Yusef is a man. I'm I, a man and a half. Okay? <laughs> That's the first thing. That's no knock on him. It's just a man and a half different. It's just different. <laughs> if a man does this thing and is submissive, shouldn't he get a couple lies off? One a or two? Lies? Can he get a couple lies off? No. Please? He, okay. Maybe I went too you, far. You, yeah, you went too Maybe far. Maybe I went too far. I'm just asking for a friend. Can he get one, one or two lies off? He do, he risking his life. He can't lie. <laughs> Maybe he's wanting to watch the game by himself. Maybe he just wants to watch the game by himself. You don't condone lying. I know you don't, but just humor us for a second. Can he get one lie off? No. I'm going to I'm going to switch this real quick. Okay. All right. A man that possesses healthy masculine energy doesn't have to lie. That part. Oh. You sure? Yeah. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. Lying is a choice. But what if he chooses to lie? Like, sometimes you want to get one off. It's a choice. Oh, yeah. He chooses to lie. Like, I don't want to be around you right now. I'm working. <laughs> I just want to sit down and relax. A woman choosing her boundaries is a choice as well. Okay. The consequences. Okay. That's I <laughs> seem to hurt her more than him, but I I'm gonna be quiet. <laughs> I'm gonna be quiet. Okay, you fine, you cool, you got it, you independent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you got it, you got it, sis. Go ahead. In, uh, in one of your videos, uh, uh, you touched on a um uh, uh, something that CL doesn't think exists. Okay, uh, chemistry. Oh, yeah. you, you yeah. said you said a lot of women see chemistry mistake chemistry for connection. Um, what did what did you mean by that? Okay, uh, you know how people fall in love with the infatuation; they get excited Absolutely. because they're attracted to this person, right? Mm -hmm. The simple fact that this person is different from them, so I have this physical attraction now because I'm interested. But chemistry is two; connection is with. So you can be attracted to somebody and not be compatible with them, but connection shows your compatibility. Okay, mm -hmm. because once you find the connection, that's when it's now. What are you two's goals, interests? Do they line up with each other? Do you two's lifestyles line up with each other? But chemistry can just simply mean the physical. I'm attracted to you so I can have intercourse with you, but it doesn't mean we have an emotional connection. I don't mm -hmm. feel any type of compatibility right now. That's what I mean. So a lot of women fall for the idea as soon as, as, soon as meet somebody and they're attracted. Oh, this man is masculine. He's nice built. Everything else, I'm seeing family, I'm seeing kids, I'm picking a piece to last night. No, mm -hmm. take the time to get to know this person so you can see if they're even good for you. Because people jump in relationships and don't know these things and they're jumping in based off of chemistry and then the relationship fails because they realize as they move further on, there's no type of connection whatsoever. Okay, so, so there is no chemistry. Chemistry can still be present. Okay. It can still be present. Okay. At the beginning, falling for the chemistry is what's dangerous. Okay. And you can't build anything on chemistry, really? No. It has to be built off connection. Like, once you get past the chemistry, because chemistry, chemistry wavers. Relationships go up and down. Okay. Uh, well, to quote a fellow Texan. Okay. Miss <laughs> um, Beyonce knows. Oh, yeah. She's everybody's type. So you can get along with people, but people just over rely on this chemistry thing. Like maybe I'm just a good conversationalist. Like mm -hmm. I don't have to really have chemistry with you. We're just talking, having a good time and we can keep it pushing. Mm -hmm. 
I think women sometimes women and men get overly excited about the chemistry or yes. the myth of chemistry. The spark. That's why I don't believe in it. It's look, it it just that's what it is. Okay, let me see if what's another way that I can I can pull up uh chemistry. Um okay, just thinking of you with friends, okay? Mm -hmm. When you meet somebody and you have a conversation and you see that it's a great conversation, there's chemistry, okay? Yes. Even in a friendship, there's chemistry. It's something that drew you to that person. <laughs> Doesn't mean it's going to go anything past a superficial conversation. That's what man, is that man to man too? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really don't believe in chemistry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. You're thinking of it as you're thinking of it in a romanticized way. Yeah. yeah. Not, not okay. it it's just that you're getting along with somebody. Like mm -hmm. something about them was interesting, but it doesn't oh. mean that you all are going to be lasting friends because there's no connection. Like you all don't even share the same interest. Like, okay, you have a good conversation. Like you're cool. I saw that you like the sport that I like, but that's okay. it. Nothing else. Your lifestyle, your beliefs, everything else doesn't match mine. So we're not actually friends. We're just associates. Okay. Just pass by. Mm -hmm. So sense. what you're saying is <laughs> my ex-wife Oh, God. oh she's just my associate. Jesus Christ. Jesus. I'm learning. Let's that. not go. Let's not go. I there. learned something new. Today. It only took divorce to find this out. Yeah. <laughs> only, I learned Holly. something new today. Yeah. Okay. But this is one thing you can have connection, and this is what I, I always express to my couples and even to my singles as well. Uh, there are several forms of intimacy, right? Mm -hmm. Each one of those have to be connected. If there is a disconnect anywhere, say you're sexually deprived in a relationship. Chances are there's emotional deprivation as well. Chances are there's social deprivation as well. There's no more connection, which is why it's so important to reconnect in a relationship. Okay. So connection fades too as well. And you have to start working on that. You have to rebuild the connection, just like with Wi-Fi and stuff. The connection fades and okay. you got to reroute it. You got to boot it again just to get it back to where it was. Mm -hmm. It happens. Okay. So it's like a chain. Versus it being individual pieces, because they're yeah. all interlocking. Okay, so, so th that's a great segue. What you just said is into my next, into one of the points you made. You talked about financial intimacy. So, <laughs> what exactly is financial intimacy, and how does that affect the other forms yeah, I want, of intimacy? I want to hear about this one. Me too. <laughs> uh, financial intimacy is one of the levels of intimacy that singles in, that singles ignore and couples ignore as well. How do you two budget together? How do you two save in relationships? Do you two pay the bills together? Meaning, do you two sit down and process what bills need to be paid on what days? How much money goes here? How much you're putting into the household? If one person's put into the household, that's financial intimacy. That's having the conversation of what the finances are going to be, investments, what your financial goal is. And that's typically neglected, which is why finances tend to be the biggest argument. If you lose your job, What's our financial, what's our emergency structure going to be? That's financial intimacy. And it's always neglected. Y'all know sex, infidelity, and finances kill relationships. They do. And that's a conversation that most couples don't have. I've seen couples have large fights because the man's not making enough anymore or the woman quit her job. What was the emergency plan at first? And did you two agree upon something? I've seen couples fight because you said that this person was supposed to bring in 50%. Well, he started off only making $2,000 a month and you started off making 5,000. 
his 50% is a thousand, but now that your lifestyle has changed, you still expect him to give you 50%. That's all he can give. He can give you the 50%, but now it's not enough because it's only a thousand dollars. You knew the lifestyle change, but you two did not discuss it. So that's the financial intimacy that I mean. Okay. It it sounds so much better when a professional explains it yeah. versus people who use it on the internet. Not yourself, but just him saying it was like me and me and CL talked yesterday. Yeah, I right? was like, Man, what are you talking? We was talking about can we you know it's mapping out the show or whatever. And this was one, one of the things from what you said. So yeah. when I said to say, what are you talking about? He yeah. said, I don't even know what that is. Can we find out? What yeah, that is? I was like, I don't want to do this interview because I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> In a relationship, you have eight levels. I know people have wrote books about six levels and eight levels. Uh, five levels, and that's not the case. There are eight levels when it's a relationship. Mm-hmm. And financial, financial, spiritual, and energetic are the three that are typically neglected. Energetic. People don't I'm not understand sure what that is. What is energetic? Just your excitement level about... It's the excitement and what you two do to raise each other's in energy. That's what it oh, is. Okay. okay. <laughs> of the physical and the social, what do you two do to exchange and raise your energy? Okay. And that's like masculine, feminine. It's that's what it is. Could, could you give me an example of what that looks like? Uh, a woman that harbors 90% masculinity and the husband's at 100% masculinity, or he's at 90, 80% masculinity, and now they're working against each other because oh, yeah. she doesn't know how to just rest in her femininity. Okay. And that's what I mean by energy, you know, energetic intimacy. Now, is, is there a way to sit her down in her feminine energy? <laughs> there is a way to allow a woman to rest in her feminine energy. Now, okay. Now, <laughs> sit her down. Several seats. Like that. She needs several seats. Sit, sit you down. Now, you can do all things that you can do, but if a woman is just built like that, she's been working in her masculine energy for a long time, it's going to be hard for her to let her guards down. Oh, it is? Identify why. And most times it's because they haven't healed. And so it's that's what you have to have that discussion about. If you see that your woman's always aggressive or she's always trying to overpower you or always trying to solve the problems instead of allowing you to do it, mm-hmm. that's one question that you two have to have. You have to make her feel secure enough to actually rest because it's hard for women to do that because we're in a masculine society now. It That's a major blockage in dating. Yeah. yeah. Cause there, there are a lot of women. I, I don't believe in independent women or men. We need, mm-hmm. so. yeah. but you hear a lot of women. I hear more so from women, mm-hmm. how they it kind of sound. If I was single, I would think y'all don't need a man. At all, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of the women who speak like that, like, mm-hmm. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. I'm like, sorry for that, brother. Whoever it is, because <laughs> well, that's tough. Women, a lot of times, women are raised that you don't need a man. Like that's put into them early on in life. Really? Well, yeah. well then don't date them then. That, well, I, it's like I don't need you, but I want you. Uh, Nick and yourself, we have a professional here. Let's let her. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm so I didn't give an answer. I just gave a a statement. Okay. <laughs> That statement so funny. Okay. Uh, I actually have never liked to hear that. Uh, and the reason why I say this is because women who typically say they don't need a man, they go for the same sex, but that same sex ends up harboring more masculine energy than they do. Mm-hmm. 
in a sense, you're still going for masculinity. You are. That you don't need in a man. That's what I have never understood. And I, I know I'm sure I'm going to have some people, same sex relationships that come for me. But it just doesn't make any sense. Because they use it as a way to identify why they have a certain preference. It just doesn't make any sense. You need companionship some kind of way. You need companionship for balance. You do need that. You need somebody to be the rational mind when you're the emotional. You need that. You need men for reproduction. You need that. Mm. To say it, 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 it sounds delirious when people say that. And they're only saying that out of hurt or what they've seen in the past or what they've seen from families and friends and stuff as far as hurt from men. It just makes no sense. Okay, I can see that. Okay, mm-hmm. he he might tell a lie every now oh, and then wow. too. Right? Maybe <laughs> he might he's trying to get in there. I'm just saying he might get one off, but he's doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. He's trying to get okay. in there that a man should be able to lie. No, I'm not. No, no. I'm not. Well, I want you to deal with the question you posed on one of your videos. Okay. And you posed one to the women and the men, but we're only going to deal with the women. Oh, wow. <laughs> Why? Uh, uh, my question, not yours. Yeah. You have your own question. You have your own question. If you want to deal with the men, <laughs> I just want to deal with the women. Okay. You said, how do you say you want a relationship and marriage, but you're not willing to prepare yourself to be a wife? Oh, right. I knew y'all were going to ask me that one. All right. <laughs> Let's go down the women. You have to prepare yourself just like women want men to be prepared to be a husband. They want them to come with a house and a car and a dream and an idea and finances and a secure bank and everything else. You have to be prepared as a wife, too. How do you how will you be able to navigate through problems when your man has to take care of everything else? How will you be able to take care of the household? How will you be able to nurture his emotions? How will you be able to operate in conflict? How will you be able to settle down when your attitude goes high? How will you be able to find balance when your hormones, your hormones are imbalanced? You have to prepare yourself to be ready to allow somebody to lead. You have to be prepared for that, for that because it's hard. It takes a lot of courage to allow somebody else to lead. So you do have to prepare yourself. When things get rocky, can you take care of the household? Can you take care of the kids? If you want this man to pay all of the bills, will you be able to cook and clean? Or is that going to be a problem? Because we see that a lot. So, yes, you have to be, although the man provides, because we hear this table talk, this table conversation all the time, this man provides the foundation. He creates that with you. You still have to support that foundation. When a house is built on this new foundation, over the time, over the seasons, it's going to shift. Will you be prepared to help when it when it shifts, to restructure that foundation when it shifts? That's what I mean by women have to be prepared to become wives as well. Okay. Okay. Well, um, since Nick is here and she is wondering about men. <laughs> okay, so I guess I gotta do the man question. Yeah, too? you gotta do the man side. Thank God, you. dog it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the the question you posed to the man is how do you say you want a wife, but you're not willing to prepare yourself to be a husband? What do yes. you offer? Okay. I'm gonna start this conversation off with a story that my mother told me, which was a great story because it worked. My aunt Diane, who is married into the family, would not give my uncle Kim a chance at all. Okay. She felt as though he was still running the streets. He was still doing all of the yin yangs and having his fun. He wasn't prepared financially. There was no security, nothing like that. He came to my mom and he told my mom he really wanted to be with this woman. And my mom said, You have to purify yourself and prepare yourself to be a husband. So if you're still chasing sex, if you're still chasing women, you haven't purified yourself sexually. 
if you are not honoring this woman's emotions as she expresses herself to you, you're not prepared to be a husband. You have no car. You have no house to call your own. You still need to have that. So that way it doesn't seem like she's sponsoring you. That's what my mom told my uncle. He did all of that. And now him and my aunt have been married for over 40 years. Mm. And so I took on to that story to understand what it meant. And I listened to my uncles, which most of my family is married. I listened to my great uncles and they said that we need to be prepared to understand that we're now protecting the emotions and the mindset of another person. We're also providing stability. We need to make sure that we have our own, that we create something so that way she can just come in and help care for the household as we take care of everything else because we're still the foundation. We're still the head. And so that's what I mean. Men have to take time. Purify your purify yourself. Don't be out here just chasing, you know, loose vagina and stuff like that because you have a bit of loneliness or because you just need to be stroked in a manner. If you wanted a monogamous relationship, if you want a union, you need to be prepared for that. Understand that this wife is going to come through with hormonal changes. You have to be prepared in that mindset. Do some studying. See how women change over time. Of course, you know, we have the conversation with weight fluctuation and stuff like that. You have to be ready for that because women will go through it with childbirth and everything else. So be prepared for the changes if you are going to dedicate yourself to one woman. So a man has to protect himself mm -hmm. and the woman from herself. In a sense, almost. You you begrudgingly agreed with me. But yeah. I understand. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we agree. We agree in principle, though, because I, I hate to put that responsibility on one person because like you being happy and you having peace that comes from within. So I hate to put that responsibility. But understanding that when women do go through changes because women are hormonal, they will go through changes. <laughs> Just honor her emotions. That's one complaint that women have is that they don't have an emotional safe place. Allow her to express herself. Allow mm -hmm. her to feel secure. That's what I mean by that. Okay. But okay. everything else, you know, happiness and stuff like that, you can you can make it a joyful relationship, but the happiness is going to have to start with her. Okay. Oh, funny so, that you talk. Oh, oh, so, so, with that being said, a man has to. Well, that's why I guess that's why a man has to be overprepared for that mm -hmm. role, too. Mm -hmm. He's got more than one job and he has to protect his own happiness. Yes. And some but when a woman comes to you in that manner. I'm looking for points here and ways to handle that, because sometimes you may not know this about me, but I'm a fixer. Like mm -hmm. I just say, hey, what's the problem? Boom. Mm -hmm. So sometimes her emotional safe space is just to listen. Mm -hmm. I'm gathering from you. Mm -hmm. Don't fix yeah. it. Don't say nothing. Just you are not. Let me tell you something. This is what I always say. You do not have to wear every hat in the relationship. You are not your partner's therapist. <laughs> yeah. You are the partner. Well. Okay? Now you, whenever, and this, this is what I I always tell my clients: ask before you proceed. Ask if ask before you proceed. Do you want me to just listen? Are you here to just vent, or do you want me to give you a solution? If they don't want a solution, if they just want to vent, let them vent. Just listen. Reiterate what it is that you hear and don't be trying to solve all the problems. That's, don't solve the problem. That's effective yeah. listening. Yeah. If they have deeper problems, they can go to a therapist. Don't you end up losing yourself because you have to wear every single hat in a relationship. It's going to create so much chaos in a relationship. So many high unnecessary expectations. Mm. We don't so want to so you have to temper the expectations. You shouldn't try to fix everything. Right. Okay. 
Okay, thank, so, you. thank so, you. So basically, he's, she's telling you sometimes you need to take the hat off. Yeah, yeah, I could take the hat off. Now, I could take one of the hats. Coach K, mm-hmm. um, Dr. K, Dr. <laughs> CL messed up my segue. Oh, did I? So I'm going to come back to it. Okay. Run it back. Run that back, Turbo. <laughs> um, one of my favorite sayings that you said, uh, why do you always, talking about some women, because I won't say all. I won't say all. See, we don't say all. No. Don't generalize. Why do you always have to be right when it's so easy to be happy? Mm. Yes. The women. Yeah. I love that quote, though. Yeah. I wrote it down as well. Please. Oh, no. I wrote it down. It's yes. true. Speak it's to him. true. Think of arguments that you may have had with your partner. Okay? And think of who usually has to get the last word. Okay? Hmm. Yeah. Women who are always wanting men to operate on their time. No. Oh. It's always your time. And it's you and your partner against the problem, not you and your partner against each other. So what is the point of you having to be right? Just hush so we can be happy and move on from there. Let's both agree that we just, we can't agree upon this. Let's agree, let's agree to disagree. It's okay. You're okay. going to have different differences that you may not be able to navigate. Give that problem away. We disagreed on it. So be it. It's a part of the past now. That's what I mean. You don't always have to be right. And women have a problem because women are more territorial mm-hmm. when it comes to this. You don't have to be correct in everything. You are not the person that can do everything on this planet. Just be quiet. Allow your emotions to settle and find you two's happy place. Connect again. Yeah, I, I think that the reason I found that to be so profound, well, uh, profound, so to speak, was because I don't think many people think about it in that sense. Mm-hmm. I think in the moment, everybody just wants to be seen as right. I know I, 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 joked, I, I know I joked a little bit about women, but um, everybody, I think it's an everybody thing. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you, you just want to be that you want to be the person that has the last word. You want you don't want to be seen as wrong when mm-hmm. it might just be in a situation like. You know, in the situation we're in, maybe it's just not. Let's just let it go. Somebody let it go, mm-hmm. so we can go on and be happy. Somebody temper their ego a little bit, mm-hmm. and it's it's just making sure you keep the happiness in the relationship, rather than if you continue going on in this back and forth about being right. Mm-hmm. What's going to end up happening is eventually this animosity. Mm-hmm. You're going to go to bed mad or somebody's going to end up leaving the house and it might be we like to use, <laughs> we've used a frequent analogy here and, and it started with hey all i did was leave the glass on the counter mm-hmm. you know and it, and it just kind of grew mm-hmm. over who was right in whether to put it in the sink or to not you know and i just think that it, it then brings about some other stuff so just i think the choice of happiness over right is just a better idea than than what people most people you want to know what Mm-hmm. You want to know what's funny? I had a couple that told me one time uh, we were doing a communications exercise and um, it was an interpretation communication exercise. And I remember uh, the wife saying, see, Coach K, this is the reason why we needed a third perspective. And I told her, I said, well, you've always had a third perspective there. And she said, how? I said, you've always had one. And she said, who? Think about it. And she said, his family? No. Mine's? No. Respect was always the third perspective. You just never listened to it. Wow. 
to have a mutual respect for each other so that way you can be happy. But your lack of respect towards him makes you feel like you're always right. Your lack of respect towards her makes you feel the same. And that's why you two cannot find a solution because you don't have respect for one another. Respect the differences. They are simply that differences. Oh, okay. Now I want to make sure I'm not running this together. You're saying when someone does believe they're always right or correct, Mm -hmm. there is a lack of respect there. Yeah. If they are coming at you or, you know, antagonizing you, or if a woman's emasculating a man, just because she feels as though she's right, there's a lack of respect. You can't respect that person's difference. There's a lack of respect. What is the need to be right? So when they go into questioning an individual about their answer, it's like, I'm I'm challenging you because I feel like you're wrong. Yes. Okay. Well, let me, let me dial back here on a personal note. Okay. (laughs) Not, not necessarily about, um, my wonderful relationship. Um, <laughs> just about relationships with people. Mm-hmm. I am often told you believe you're right. Mm-hmm. Now, let me preference preference this with something. I have to make a lot of decisions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have to make decisions for a group of people. Mm-hmm. That let's say it's a hundred people, five mm-hmm. cannot disagree with me, but I can't make my opinion off the five. Mm-hmm. You think they're just hating? <laughs> or is it me? What you mean? Are they just hating? What What are they hating on? I'm just saying, like, you think you're right. I'll just make decisions. I don't like ultimatums. I make ultimate decisions. I'll just make a decision. Like, even if I'm wrong, I can make a decision. Are you still allowing the opinions of, of others? To oh, influence? I listen. I listen to them. I overlisten. I'd be like, Jesus Christ. It's so no, simple. He does not overlisten. <laughs> no, no, no. CL overlistens. In business, I mean, like, it's so simple. Sometimes you got to take a loss. He overlistens, um, but he sometimes looks through the lens of of his, of, of how he would handle it. Or how okay. he, and he sees it as simple because it is how he's always done it. So he doesn't go, well, hey, you know, if somebody hasn't done it a particular way, so they don't know. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes off to the person that's receiving whatever decision he's made as CLO, we right. See, always thinks he's right when it's, he's a little bit more calculated and logic in his thinking. Uh-huh. Like, I was always thinking five moves ahead. Yeah. It's always business. It's not like, yeah, nothing is emotional. Yeah. There's not an emotional decision, emotional decision bone in his body. Like he, passive aggressive type of communication. Sometimes. No, I'm just aggressive. Sometimes, I ain't no, passive sometimes. at all. I'm just aggressive. <laughs> like, this is what we're going to do. Let's do it. We're going to get it. Oh, people are going to see that it's disrespect because if you were assertive, then you'll, you'll still receive somebody else's opinions and ideas. Oh, I listen, but they don't want to make a decision. It's time to make a decision. Let's go. You said you listen. I'll be listening. I'll be like, okay. Okay. Or even if you're complaining about something repeatedly, you're not going to re- complain to me 10 times. Let's go do something. We're not going to do something. Let's shut up. And even in that, he's going to say, even in that, he's going to say, so what's your plan to do something? Yeah, what we going to do? you the one that want to make this decision. What's the plan to do? What's the What, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? Yeah. And see, a person on the receiving end may see that as disrespect. They may not think that you, they may see you as a matter of fact person who just not will accept what it is that they feel or their ideas. And they may feel like they're being muted or silenced. Okay. And they may see that as disrespect. So I need to change my approach. Yeah. 
Okay, I got to regroup. Okay. CL, I'm not saying that, CL. No, no, I'm, I'm not, listening. I'm, I'm not, not saying that. We have a third party this is, here. This we is have another part. I'm going to change my approach. Dr. K said. Yes, I'm, I'm going to. I'm just saying. I'm going to work on changing my approach. Okay. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> well, it is me. That's what you're telling me. You're the me. problem. I got a problem. You're okay. the problem. Okay, I'm the problem. Sometimes you are the problem. It's okay. Thank, uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and I said, there was one last you're one. Welcome. It's one last one I had for you. Um, And I kind of saved this one for last because I I think that a lot of people fall into this. Um, You said sex is not reassurance. Sex should not be used as a means to avoid abandonment. Yeah, because she talked about abandonment. Okay. Let me be quiet here. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So uh, people who have certain insecure attachment styles, um, that specific one, uh, may become anxious at the fear of rejection feeling that if they don't give you something that can satisfy a need of yours, that you'll leave. And so a lot of times when relationships are getting ready to end, you'll see that a woman typically, because y'all know this, because men say this a lot, a woman will throw sex at a man to keep him or secure something as a, as a means to manipulate them into staying. So yet sometimes women use their body because men are sexual and visual, and they'll use their body as a means to give them some type of security. So if that means me giving you sex, they'll use that as a way to secure the relationship or to reassure you that they've changed. So yes, that happens a lot and it's not healthy. If you have not done the inner work to change and you think that sex is going to keep something, you're delirious. That's evil. That is so evil. But it happens all of the time and it happens more with women, unfortunately. So sometimes it don't even be the man. It'd be the woman. You'd be trying to leave. Look, and listening to me talking, I'm like, that's the reason why they call me a pick me so much. <laughs> that's why they call me a pick me all the time. Oh, I don't wow. think it's so much as a pick me, it's you holding us accountable for our actions. Well, yeah. I, I'm in the out of the loop here. I've heard Nick <laughs> use this term. Can you give me a, a firm definition of what a pick me is? Because I thought everybody wanted to get picked by somebody. No. A pick me is somebody who uh, overemphasizes or goes the extra mile to get approval from the opposite gender from the opposite sex that's basically what a pick me is what if it's your mate is that okay to be a pick me to your mate let's say you're dating one person and you're doing that with one person oh there's no way that you can be a pick me if you are if you already i've been chose then so i ain't no pick me okay (laughs) okay i didn't know a woman is agreeing with every thought that you say, yep, uh-huh, yep, you're correct. You're oh, right. okay, I didn't know that. I don't yeah. have to worry about these things because I'm in a loving relationship. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Because no, like no, it, no other women need. No, 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 not nope. like that. Not like that. What it means is, say, for instance, we have a topic and uh, uh, another woman is giving her her opinion. You may give your opinion and she's agreeing with you, agreeing with you, agreeing with you because she's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to pick me. Okay, well, I t- want you to tell, pick me. Tell her I am taken and she can't do that. You're in a loving relationship. I'm a, yes, I'm happy. So I don't I, really I think that the whole pick me thing is, is ridiculous. Um, I think that more people need to hold other people accountable. I mm-hmm. think society does lack accountability. Um, but accountability should be learned from experiences. Uh, okay. And it starts in the household as well. I feel like I think the reason why I've been such an accountable person is because my mother... My father, my grandparents, they held me accountable with everything that I did. There was no excusing anything. If you did it, you went through with the consequences and you admitted it. So it came up from my upbringing. And so when I started being more vocal about it, it looked foreign to society, which was a little alarming. 
It, okay. it will, but I feel as though if more people are accountable, there will be better relationships. Hmm. I agree. Wow. Mm-hmm. On both ends. Oh, mm-hmm. That is like if we stop pointing the finger at each other, because I think a lot of times men go into you need to hold yourself accountable when they're not even holding themselves accountable. And a lot of women are, you know, playing the victim, like you said earlier, like you did this to me, you did this to me, instead of holding themselves accountable of what part they took in that situation, even put themselves in that situation. Yeah. And it happens way too often. If you're going to sit here and say that, oh, well, you did this to me, if you're going to play the victim, Mm -hmm. what exactly were you doing that caused this man to say certain things to you? Because it's not always the man that does it. A lot of women have really bad attitudes. And I know it because I see that way too often. I have so many combative women that I work with. And so I know that it happens. And it's hard to turn that combat off sometimes. Okay. Now, now I have one final question. Okay. When a person makes a statement like you made me feel. You made me feel this way. Or you made me feel something. I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. Do I have a just total mm-hmm. misunderstanding? Because how can somebody else make you feel something? I think it's more of just the wording. Okay. The the word, the way that you interpret that wording is probably how I'm interpreting it as well. Is are you are placing blame on me for what you're going through for you being unable to regulate your emotions? That's, that's what, what it what, like to me. That's how I'm perceiving it. Yes, that's how I take it. People have to be mindful of their words because that's a true projection that you don't know how to regulate your emotions and you're blaming me for you not being able to. And I know there's a such thing as reactive abuse, but you know how to turn it off. You just haven't learned how. But your chances are in the back of your mind, it's saying, let me not turn on this anger right now. But you'll blame this. Oh, well, you made me angry. But you acted. You reacted with anger wow. in an unhealthy way. Um, so, yeah, I think it's okay. more of wording. Okay. Well, well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. We, we, we really, really appreciate you being here with us. Yes, definitely is, appreciate you. Yes. Now, can we can we hold you accountable to do this another time someday? Yes. Good yes. time. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you we we recording this now. Yes. What? Oh, so you gonna put me on the stand? Okay. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. 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 <laughs> We're gonna clip just this part and send it to you. Remember when you, <laughs> you said, said you was coming back Remember on? When you said it, <laughs> just make sure. We, what we're gonna do is we're gonna hold you accountable. Yes. How about that? <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, once again, we want to thank you for your time. We we know it was valuable. And we appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Um, tell the people where they can find you and how they can how they can sign up for your services. Oh, you can find me on Instagram at Pretty KJ Rose. That's Pretty KJ Rose or TikTok. That is at Kitty J Rose. And you can go to my website and book a session if you'd like. www.talktomekitty with the IE at the end dot com. So www.talktomekitty.com. And we'll put that information in the description. Yeah, I do have yeah. one one final final question. Okay. Final, final. <laughs> um, are we gonna have to go through the outro again? No, no, okay. no, no. It's be real, real quick. Okay. I'm gonna book a session. Okay. <laughs> for you and your lady? No, not for me and my lady. If she wants one, I'll give her one by herself. Okay. But I do want to talk with you about something about life coaching. Okay. okay. Awesome. All right. All right. Thank you. <laughs> I don't care, so I'll have to do it. That's why I did it. Oh, not, look at you. You have to do it. I have to do it. And I'm going to I'm a check up on yeah. whether you did it or not. I, I am. I am. Okay. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. <laughs> All right.
Uh, uh, Dr. K, thank you for being on. Can you hang out in the green room while we close out the show? Yes. Thank you very much. Ah, well, great conversation um, there. Neek, go ahead and take us out. Well, thank you all for listening to the show. We would like to thank our guest, Kitty Rose, for coming on today. Until next time, it's your girl, Neek Cruz. C.L. Butler. And your boy, Yousef, and we are out. Thank you for listening to another episode of Relationship Status. Remember, you can catch us on RelationshipStatusPodcast.com, iTunes, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, Nobody Grinds Like Us, and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. If you would like to join the conversation or leave us a Dear Neek, email us at relstatpodcast at gmail.com or call us at 843-310-8637. Follow us on Facebook at Relationship Status Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter at relstatpodcast.com. And don't forget to comment, share, five-star rate, subscribe, and review. The Relationship Status Podcast is sponsored by Unfiltered. Whether it's hoodies, long-sleeve tees, leggings, joggers, or tech suits, Unfiltered has what you need to express yourself in any weather. Visit unfilteredforever.com and use the promo code RSP to get 10% off your entire order. That's unfilteredforever.com, promo code RSP. And remember, there's a science to being you. I'm not